Hi friends, welcome to the Kansas City MomCast, a place to learn, connect, and grow in a relevant and intentional way. We're your hosts, Sarah and Megan. Join us as we interview experts in the field and hear from local moms just like you. This is a podcast for Kansas City Moms by Kansas City Moms. We know that your time is precious and we're grateful you've chosen to spend some of it with us. Thank you for being a part of the Kansas City Mom Collective community. Hi, friends. Welcome back. Today we have a super fun episode uh, in light of spring break season that is upon us. When it comes to planning trips, we can opt to go far away or we can stay close. In today's episode, we are going to focus on those quick day trips uh, from Kansas City. We'll be chatting with and learning all the travel tips from one of our own Kansas City Mom Collective contributors and local Lee Summit mom, Kristen Roostrom. Kristen's a mom to three boys and has a plethora of experience in exploring places within just hours of Kansas City. Hopefully today's episode will inspire you to take your family somewhere that you've never been. Let's get started. Hi, Kristen. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much. I'm excited. We're so excited for you to be here. Um, Today, I am so excited to learn uh, more tips from you as we are... Chris and I, we're always looking for places to go that don't necessarily require plane tickets because that can get a little pricey for a family of four. Um, And Chris and I, we actually talked the other day and we both discovered that we both grew up going to Beaver Lake in Arkansas, which is like one of the most beautiful places. Um, So would you want to start by maybe sharing a little bit about your travel experiences in Northwest Arkansas? Sure. Um, Yeah, you know, we really grew up going to Southern Missouri and Northwest Arkansas almost every summer for vacations. And it was mainly around Beaver Lake. And I just have the fondest memories of staying in a rented house or a cabin, swimming all day long, fishing, taking an occasional bull ride, eating dinner on the deck. You know, and I just, I loved those memories so much with my parents and my brothers. And I also love that we were given the opportunity to have this vacation where there wasn't really an agenda yes. that we were just able to find a get a little dirty, explore. And it just kind of seems like the epitome of childhood, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. And especially being the mom of three boys who, oh my gosh, do they, are they rough and tough and want to get dirty? That it's just such a go-to place for us now. Um, and I... I also appreciate it as a parent, too, going there, because like you said, it's more affordable. It's a manageable drive with about a four hour, five hour, depending where you go. Five hour would really be the max. There's no pressure to kind of go and see and do and have to buy tickets to amusement parks. You know, it's just kind of this low key. We sit on the deck. We decide what we're going to do for the day. We eat outside. We hike, we fish, we fly fish, which is really fun mm-hmm. and kind of new to our family and to our boys. And we just come back and we sleep so hard because we're so <laughs> exhausted and explored so much. And, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, there's no crowds as well. So um, it's really just become our go-to place and really for good reason. 
Kristen, where do you stay when you go? That's my question too. So there's a couple of places. The Beaver Lake area is wonderful. And for people who haven't been there, mm-hmm. you know, it's a core of Engineers Lake. So unlike the Lake of the Ozarks, it's there's not a ton of houses directly on the lake. So it's kind of this unobstructed view of the water, the um, trees, the Ozark Mountains, um, the valleys. You know, so if you haven't seen that, it really is beautiful. I mean, it's named the natural state for a reason, (laughs) you know? So, um, so we will go there. Um, if, if people are looking for a place to stay, you know, there's not really like big hotels or anything like that. Mm -hmm. We always do VRBO and Lost Bridge Village is a really great area to go. Yeah. Same place. Yeah. And you know, there's lots of different towns around the lake and just, you can even just look and see what would be the closest Mm -hmm. for you to drive. There's no bad area at all. So anywhere you go is going to be wonderful. Then when it comes to the other areas of Northwest Arkansas, which I'm a little almost hesitant to to share this gem because I love (laughs) it so much. I don't want tons of people to find out about it, but it's so amazing not to share that I will reluctantly. Um, But it's the White River and um, we stay in Cotter, Arkansas, but again, there's other towns you can stay. But what we love about the White River is it's this cold, damn fed river um, that is just beautiful. It's full of rainbow trout and cutthroat trout and just all of these fun fish to catch. Um, but we always rent the exact same house in Cotter, Arkansas that's on the river, which I would definitely recommend for anyone who's going there. And since it's cold fed, especially in the summer, you can look out from your window and see the fog with the cold water and the hot air. And it's just breathtakingly beautiful. So um, that's where we stay. And, you know, when we're there, we do do a lot of fly fishing, which I actually really highly recommend for kids because it's active fishing. You're constantly moving. It's not just put your pole in the water or your line in the water and wait for a fish. Um, and my husband is, is great at it. I learned, um, and I actually didn't really learn from him. We I learned from a guide that we hired when we were down on one of our trips. Okay. And I caught the bug because it's so fun. And those fish are so fun to catch. And we've hired guides for our kids so that someone other than mom and dad can help them. And there is this fly shop called Dally's Fly Shop, D-A-L-L-Y-S. And it's this group of guys who that's their livelihood is fly fishing guides. They can take you on a boat or they can take you on the shore. I prefer the boat, (laughs) but um, and they will teach you the techniques. They have all the the equipment Um, and then they will just show you where the fish are and they will help you catch them. And our kids to this day just rave about that experience that's so cool when you are so is talk to us about like food when you stay out there like when we when we grew up going we would always do we would bring our food or we would mm-hmm. um get it you know from the grocery stores there or whatever and then just eat in i think the entire time i think we would go out for like one dinner or something um yeah what, what have you guys done for food when you've stayed in arkansas same i mean there are 
little like specialty pizza shops and ice cream Mm -hmm. shops. But for the most part, we stop at, you know, a local Walmart on the way down, um, either in like Rogers, Arkansas Mm -hmm. or Cotter, Arkansas or the Flippin' Walmart. Um, It's in in Flippin', Arkansas, which we always like to say, (laughs) let's stop at the Flippin' Walmart. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and we just make simple meals. I mean, spaghetti, tacos, cereal for breakfast. We always make it easy on ourselves. So, Kristen, do you ever go into, like, Eureka Springs? We stayed in Beaver Lake, and then we took, a like, a day trip, I guess, and mm-hmm. went to Eureka Springs and hung around there for a day. Yeah, we will do Eureka Springs. We'll also do Rogers, which okay. is a great town, and so is Bentonville. Eureka Springs um, is a nice place to just park and go yeah. and walk around, look at the shops, grab some lunch, mm-hmm. um, some ice cream, that kind of thing. Um I would say it's more of like a, a maybe an adult friendly place, but I think the kids would just enjoy walking around, looking at some different scenery. There's always motorcycles going through because it's a mm-hmm. huge motorcycle place because of all the turns and winds um, around the Ozark Mountains. And so that's kind of fun for them to see. Uh, but yeah, we've definitely done that. And I, I would recommend it as a day trip for sure. That's so cool. The other thing that I remember doing growing up is there are a lot of caves that mm. we would go and explore like caves. And I mean, just like, just like along the side of the road you see cars like pulled off everywhere and people going into these caves and pulling out like the slate you know is really yes i remember collecting slate rocks right Um, i'm so glad i'm so glad you reminded me of that because yeah yeah, we we do there's tons of caves um that are actually really accessible and easy to go i mean we don't venture far um into it but it's just fun for the kids to like kind of go in and see and feel the coolness of it and you know that kind of leads me into there's also so many hikes around that area, yeah. um, especially around the Beaver Lake area, but then mm-hmm. the White River and the Buffalo River, which I don't know if you've heard of that area yeah. as well, mm-hmm. but the Buffalo River and White River are, are very close together. Um, they're two different areas in that the Buffalo River is not um, necessarily dam fed, um, but, and it's a little bit more tame and it has the cliffs where the White River doesn't have that much it's it's more of like a rolling river with some rapids to it um but we have gone on some amazing hikes hikes where it was easy enough for my three-year-old to hike the entire time um and then we've gone on some that are a little bit harder in order to you know maybe have to have a backpack for him but my older two who are you know 10 almost 10 and almost seven um are able to explore a cave they're able to splash walk rocks in a small stream or a river um, and, you know, we kind of go up and traverse into a little bit of a cliff or the Ozark Mountain and then come back down. And, and especially in the fall, it's absolutely beautiful. Oh, I bet. I bet. Oh, my gosh. Okay, awesome. Okay, Kristen, we're going to switch gears. Talk to us about Oh, my gosh. One more thing I forgot. Oh, yes, yes. Can sure. I interrupt you? Yes, please. Okay. There's one big tip that I forgot to say that okay. is near near the White River. There okay. is a, a kid-friendly stream or creek that is stocked with fish um, and it's only for kids 16 and under to fish oh, and it's right by a hatchery and so they it's this wonderfully beautiful resource that is shaded and um, has all of this great rock so that kids can go and and jump and climb but then they can fish and I'm we're talking like 20 inch rainbow trout for them to be able to catch and adults aren't allowed do you have to get a license or permit for that? No, or, okay. just go. No, you cool. don't. You can just go. And okay. so it's one of those rare. And you can even hire a guide to help you fish those. 
um, to help, you know, like guide the kids on, on how to do it if you don't have your own equipment or you don't know how. But it's also just a cool place to see the hatchery and to go and explore. That's awesome. My so, last sorry thing. for interrupting. No. Oh, my gosh. Sure no. My last, my last, my parting thought on the, the lake in Arkansas, too, is that you can see straight to the bottom. And that yes. is not how all lakes are. I mean, they're just beautiful. I don't know. They just seem clean and you can see your feet when you're standing in the lake. It's just, I don't know. It's just For very sure. different. Well, it feels a little safer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You when yeah. you're swimming in it with the kids? I recommend. Mm-hmm. Okay. Switching gears to somewhere without mountains. Well, I guess there's not many mountains in Arkansas, but, you know, <laughs> big more hills. big, Little big ones, yeah. hills, <laughs> winding roads. Let's talk about Omaha. That is a place okay. where a lot of uh, Kansas City families go to. So tell us about um, your tips or your experiences going there. I think Sarah yeah, and I, we've um, both been there. Yeah, I think yeah, we've both been there. We've all been there, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's a good it's, one. We go there for good reason, right? Yes, I mean, yes. So my husband has weird hours. He works shifts. He works weekends, nights. And for me, I have gone there even without him and by myself with the kids. Yeah. Um, I think it's a doable place with, with a short drive that has a mm-hmm. lot of kid friendly things and a lot of mom or parent friendly things yes. that makes it easy to get around. Um, it's not busy. It's easy to drive. There's not a lot of traffic. Um, and mm-hmm. I, yeah, about two and a half, three two hours. And a half, three like hours. That. Yeah. So that's about my limit. Yeah, right. Where you don't have to stop. <laughs> yes. Because even when we go to the White River, like we have to stop in Springfield, Missouri yes. to like break up the trip. Yes. <laughs> so totally. In, in Omaha, I love that we can just go there. Um, and of course, the main attraction is the zoo, right? Yes, I love that. Um, and everyone is is pretty keen on going like in the spring or summer. I've actually been, we went on one spring break where my mom went with us. Um, it was just the two of us and our kids, and it was during a snowstorm. And we went there, and we spent still all day at the zoo because there's just so many cool indoor exhibits. Yeah, with like the Desert Dome, the Gorilla Valley, the aquarium, the IMAX theater, and we didn't even see any of the outdoor stuff, and still spent an entire day. And the kids loved it. Well, you know, you know when to go. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like crowds. Can you tell? <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame my I my favorite thing about that zoo is that it is just so doable with yeah younger kids and even for older kids. I mean, because everybody gets everybody gets tired of walking. Um, yeah, I just feel like it is doable, and you can mm-hmm. see everything really easily. I feel like all the like exhibits and things you can everything's easy to see. Right. Yeah. Agree. And. And also, it's just affordable. I mean, yeah, it's one of those where you don't have trip. to feel like you have to spend months planning and say, and you know, all this time saving. You can just kind of be like, you know what? We don't have games this Saturday, or we don't mm-hmm. have anything going on this weekend. How about we either just go and stay the night, or just go and come back in a day? That's also True. doable. Yes. And have you done the children's museum there, Preston? Yeah. We we have we, we love so what I love it we have done is we'll do a zoo one day and the next morning go to the children's museum. Yeah, and it's a wonderful place. It reminds yes. me of a little bit of our Wonder Scope, yes. um, but on a bigger scale. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, we were pleasantly surprised by that. We went when it was like 175 degrees, <laughs> and so the zoo <laughs> was not this magical experience. Right. Yes. Right. But we the went, children's uh, museum it has wonderful air conditioning. Yeah. Yeah. We were really like, it was hot and it was, it was good. Yes. Well, I mean, I think it's appropriate too for 
from babies to yes. you know, probably even 10 to 11. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. So you have a wide range of kids that it could entertain, too, for totally. an entire day almost. Yes, yes. I mean, there's enough with the play structures and the train ride and all of the different little exhibits they have. There's enough for them to play all day. Yeah. Do you have, um, last question about Omaha, do you, have a, do you have a favorite restaurant that you guys, like, don't well, miss? There's an ice cream place there. What is it called? that everybody goes to. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's right in the downtown Old Market area. Yes. It's um, like the don't yeah. miss. Do you have a favorite restaurant? We, you know, just kind of always hit up a different spot each time. Okay. Um, but I, we all just always kind of hit the Old Market downtown area and walk around to see what sounds good. And yes. that's what I would probably suggest for everyone to do is because it's cobblestone streets. There's not yes. really any traffic allowed there. So it's it's a nice area to just kind of go and say, okay, spaghetti sounds good. Let's mm-hmm. let's stop here. I think there's a place called the Spaghetti Factory. Yeah, I think there is. There. Yeah, it used to be. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is your ice cream place Ted and Wally's? Yes. Yes, that's it. Okay. <laughs> there's something in there that makes it unique. There's like stuff hanging from the ceiling. Or it's just a really unique place, and the line is yeah, always it's right at the on the door. corner. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, Omaha, another good one. Okay, moving on. Let's talk about Branson and Big Cedar, another drivable. You may have a stop in there, but it's drivable. Right. What have <laughs> yes. you guys, what, have, what has your family done with those two locations? Yes, we definitely visited Big, Big Cedar. Um, and when I say that we've gone to Branson, it's because we have stayed at Big Cedar. Yes. Um, and and really Beaver Lake and Table Rock Lake too is right there. So it's yeah. kind of all clumped together for us because we just visit the area so often. We kind of hop around there. Mm-hmm. Um, we do, like I said, always stop at Springfield um, for lunch. And then if you haven't been to that aquarium at Bass Pro Shop, Ooh. I mean, In definitely worth the visit. Yes. Okay. Well, the Bass Pro Shop, if you haven't been there it's one to see in general. I mean, it's entertaining for the kids because they have all these displays, mm-hmm. but the aquarium is, is pretty world-class. Johnny Morris knows what he's doing. Bass <laughs> <laughs> pro shops and top of the rock and big cedar. I mean, he really has done a great job and the, the uh, museum is, is great there too. So okay. the tickets are a little pricey. We have a family of five, but I think that it's money well spent. Okay. So, okay. That's good to know. Yeah, we, we've been to Big Cedar a lot. I mean, I remember when we hadn't gone and I was booking it, I was looking at the prices and this was maybe mm-hmm. five or six years ago. I was like, man, this is pretty steep for something that, mm-hmm. you know, it's just kind of a basic room. And then when you mm-hmm. get there, you understand, you're like, okay, this is an experience yeah. that, you know, everything is beautifully done. Everything like the pools, the activities for the kids, the boat dock where you could go and rent a boat and go out on Table Rock Lake. I mean, we had uh, we've gone there for Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving, we've gone there around the Christmas time. We've gone in summer and every single time it's been really fun and amazing. My only complaint yes. <laughs> is that in the last two years since the pandemic, and maybe it's just because that feels like a safe place to go for, for people because there's mm-hmm. so many outdoor activities, mm-hmm. it's gotten a little unattainable in terms yeah. of price. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's almost like tripled in price. And I don't know, sometimes I don't know if that's worth, worth it when yeah. we could go someplace pretty amazing and still be in the area. Sure. I will say that no matter what if we're staying at Big Cedar or Branson or Table Rock Lake 
even in, in Arkansas, we always go to Dogwood Canyon because, and that's mm-hmm. owned by the same man, Johnny Morris, as uh, Big Cedar Lodge, okay. because it really is such a cool resource. The bike trails, the walking trails, the play structures, the tours where you can see buffalo and elk. They have um, fishing there. I mean, it, it was really done so well. And the shooting range, we've done that where you can also go to. Um, so, I, I mean, and, and Top of the Rock, too. That's that's hard not to mention because, for one, it's beautiful. If you're a golfer, I'm sure it's that's probably a top destination. Um, but their Natural History Museum that focuses on, on the Native Americans is absolutely so interesting so well done my kids even as young as they are find it very interesting so um those are all things that we always hit even if we're not staying at big cedar yeah i i feel like too kind of contrasting a little bit to uh like beaver lake area or you know staying um like in a cabin or airbnb like on the lake or something i think a lot of it just depends on like what vibe experience you want because like yeah. I grew up kind of similar to you like we stayed at a house with a dock you know ate it ate at the house swam fished you know went boating and then going to stay at Big Cedar it just was such a different type of lake experience so I think a lot of times you just kind of have to decide like what do you prefer um yeah. and obviously then like you said too which is obviously a big factor is is cost um right. plays into it as well so Kristen real mm-hmm. quick kind of as a final note on Big Cedar. We've never done it, partly because mm-hmm. the cost mm-hmm, is daunting to me. Yeah, um, right. But it seems like there's so many different options and price points. Yeah. Like staying at the resort or staying in the cabins. Can you give like any tips for people who might be looking at it for the first time of how to, sure. like what yeah. they should focus on? Yeah, absolutely. So we have stayed in a couple of the rooms that had like a kitchenette that's always important to me because i really despise going out to eat three times a a day with kids some people i'm sure love that and you know what big cedar does is they do have restaurants all around the resort so you can hit that um and and get pretty good meals um and you can even sit at a pool and have lunch delivered to you i mean it just depends again on the kind of experience you're wanting when you're there you can cook all of your meals um if you want to upgrade a little bit to like a cabin they have different sizes of cabins they've got a cabin with a loft and just a bed they have a cabin with you know a bedroom and um, a kitchen um we we tend to always go a little bit on the cheaper route and mm-hmm. we just make sure that we have that kitchenette. Yes. Um, but I think, I mean, I, I know that there is the resort where it's a little bit outside of the actual big cedar like resort area, but it's still the same type of housing and, that, and that's brand new. They have like a glamping area mm-hmm. and then they have individual tiny little houses. And I've heard people say that, that it's great, but you have to then drive 15 to 20 minutes to get Mm. to the pool or to the to the dock or whatever it might be so I would probably prefer to stay you know in more of a hotel type of area unless you're going with your parents or another family and then I would split a cabin so you could kind of all have your privacy in your private quarters 
That's helpful. Separate rooms are key, my friends. Yes. (laughs) More than one bathroom. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Well, we have two um, destinations. Oh, my gosh. I did forget one thing, Sarah. I did interrupt you. No, no, no. Go ahead. So there is, I don't know if anyone has done this or if you guys have done this, but a way to find a a really, really affordable and cheap in comparison to on the website um, accommodation there is to go through eBay um, and to look at the timeshares. So the people who have purchased the timeshares and can't go, it's set times, but you are able to, like, if you can make one week work or the three days that it's open work, you can get it for maybe $150 a night, $200 a night, as oh, opposed to on the website, sometimes it's five or 600 Do you say eBay? Yes, eBay. And then, no you know, like, some, those yeah, are the I kind swear. of mom tips we this are about. Is, we are about <laughs> that type of thing, Kristen. seems like a scam, but if you just do your due diligence <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you can call Big Cedar and say, I just want to make sure that is this, is this actually someone that has a timeshare here? You know, they can, they can help you walk you, uh-huh, oh my gosh, walk what you through awesome, that. That's, that's a great tip. Awesome tip. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's great. Okay, so we actually have two destinations that are sponsoring this episode as we kind of look towards spring break. So one of them we want to tell you about is kind of going back to our first um, discussion in Arkansas is Bentonville, which it sounds like you've been to, Kristen. Um, Yeah. But it's actually known as the mountain bike capital of the world. Um, Oh, I did not know that. Uh, Well, there you go. Um, (laughs) I don't know who chose that. name but they are very proud of it so there is hiking camping public parks um cycling for all skill levels we actually have one of our team members going to bentonville to experience it and will be kind of you know offering their mom tips in later this month um but some of the highlights you might want to look into if you're planning a trip to bentonville are the crystal bridges museum which is the art museum very famous um the scott family amnesium um, 21C Museum Hotel, probably, you know, connected to the one in Kansas City, the 8th Street Market, Museum of Native American History, and then all of these amazing um, public parks. Another, if you have airplane lovers in the family, they have an airfield, Thaden Field, that has aviation experiences for different ages. And then some of the restaurants they recommended you check out if you're going is the preacher's son which is a restaurant in an old church Ooh. and then the um there's a cafe at the polar mountain bike preserve that also is a highlight so that's three and a half hours from kansas city so we um just make sure you check our website and leave a link in the show notes to um those tips but also our you know team's experience with it um, later this month wow so if you're outdoorsy I think that's a good option. I know. We're all going to Arkansas, I guess. Um, and so I have three um, day trips that I wanted to talk about, too, just briefly. Um, Kristen, I don't know if you've been to any of these. Um, but we have enjoyed Wichita, and we actually first experienced it through um, the Mom Collective um, invited us to come. But we've been back several times. And... I was pleasantly surprised um, growing up in Manhattan, Wichita was not like on a destination list. Mm-hmm. Um, all I remember from going there as a child is they had like two malls, like the East Mall and the West Mall or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they have, you know, recently 
just really enhanced their attractions. And so some of our favorites, um, we absolutely adore Botanica, which is the Botanical Gardens. Um, and I have to say, we haven't, ex- we've explored, you know, the whole area, but they have an amazing kids garden. Um, and we have gone with two-year-old and most recently a 10-year-old. So um, all ages, lots of like kind of rocks to explore, trees to walk through. There's a music garden. Um, last time we were there, we, I personally, but members of my family ate bugs, like they're covered in <laughs> chocolate. Um, they have an area where you can like water the flowers. Um, just really cool and interactive and just a way to be outside. Um, and so we really enjoyed that. They have Exploration Place, which is like science uh, museum that you could spend a whole day at. And then two um, attractions that are close by, um, the Field Station Dinosaur, which is the outdoor dinosaur park. Um, You guys like that? We have not actually been. Okay. The one time we were, like, going, it was, like, hurricane force winds in Kansas, you know, one of those random (laughs) days. Mm -hmm. And so I think it was close because it was so So windy. windy. Um, But that is on our list for this summer. And you could go to that separately. It's in Derby, which is... Outside of like six, 15 minutes from Wichita, depending on which side you're on. But, um, I, I mean, if you have dinosaur lovers, oh, I feel yeah. like it's a it's on our list, yeah. And yeah, we do have a guide, right yeah. And then, um, one we have done that we absolutely love was t- it's Tonganika, right? Tonganika, I always, I even practice that. People talk about that all the time, and when I go and like Google the pictures, I feel like it looks like. Yeah, the best place. On I Earth. think it was about half an hour. Um, it's in Goddard, Kansas. Uh-huh. Um, but we fed giraffes like oh. lettuce. Um, we got to like be with kangaroos. Um, and it's a private zoo, so every you know experience it, you get like an actual experience with the animal. It's not yeah. like going around and looking at cages. Um, it's definitely pricier. Um, mm-hmm. and so I feel like definitely you know, the one that you spend the money on, but mm-hmm. it was amazing and the best pictures and um, it really accessible for kids of all ages. So mm-hmm. I heard amazing things. That was good. I haven't was... been, but it's now on my list. Oh my gosh. It was so good. Tanganyika. Tanganyika. I don't know. My husband's from the middle of Kansas too. And I don't know that he's ever even mentioned Wichita. We go to Manhattan a lot, but not Yeah, We have been pleasantly surprised and gone multiple times. They have a lot of murals, kind of like Kansas City is, you know, really, I feel like working on murals in the city and they have tons um, we love Picasso pizza, which has a 26 inch pizza, Ooh. um, old mill tasty shop, which is like an old fashioned soda fountain. That's just kind of a fun atmosphere. Um, river city brewery, which is obviously more of an adult, but still kid friendly. And then we always stay, um, either near old town or, um, just along the river. There's great, like walking trails on the river and they have the big, um, like statue and different like features along the river that you can visit. And so we always try to stay near there. Um, but honestly, like there's so many, I feel like it's lots of highway um, in Wichita. And yeah. so, you know, you yeah. can also stay really cheap. You know, sometimes we're at a Hampton Inn near the airport or something and we just drive, drive and it's fine. Yeah. Um, and that's what I kind of love about all these short trips is that, 
you know, it's mm-hmm. vacations don't have to be this extravagant thing. Sometimes it's just about being together and be having an adventure wherever you're going and kind of exploring it and appreciating it. And you find places and gems along the way. And so I kind of want to teach our kids that too, that mm-hmm. a vacation doesn't have to be an air flight to a beach. Mm-hmm. You know, right. it's, mm-hmm. it can just be a simple couple of days together. Oh yeah. I mean, we do both. I mean, we we're major yeah. trippers, so we drive to Grand Canyon right. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, I have seen the beauty in both. Right. And so, which is a perfect lead into my favorite, like, I feel like it's a hidden gem. Um, so Marceline, Missouri is mm-hmm. Walt Disney's hometown. Mm. And if you look it up, actually like highway 36 through Missouri is, they call it the genius highway. So like Mark Twain, uh, Molly Brown from the Titanic. Um, oh. there's like, four or five different destinations on that highway that you can stop. Um, and so what we did is we actually went first to St. Joe. This was like a pandemic trip um, <laughs> when we were going crazy and just like, we got to go. Um, <laughs> so we went to St. Joe for the um, Pony Express Museum mm-hmm. and then went over to Marceline. So if you went straight to Marceline, it's just a little over two hours. So you could, I mean, it was totally just a day trip. Um so it's Disney's hometown. So if you're a Disney fan, the main street of Marceline looks like the main street of Disney World or Disneyland. And oh, it actually modeled the parks after this little town. And so the street lights and the benches huh. and the trash cans all like if you <laughs> are like aware of those details at Disney World or Disneyland, you can see it. Um, and so there's a, a museum that, I mean, it's like a family museum. I think we were the only people there when we went. It's You do want to make sure they're open because they think they close for three months during the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a it's a three-story museum. They have different, like, artifacts. They have his, like, desk from his school days. Mm-hmm. Um, they named the school, like, elementary school after him. And so there's pictures of, like, when he came back and information about his siblings. Um and then the top floor, kids can, like, practice drawing. There's, like, a drawing challenge that, like, drew Mickey heads or something. Um, and then there's the model, like, the building model for the parks um, is there, like, in glass cases. So you can see different aspects of Disney World or Disneyland. I don't remember which one. But, like, you know, like, tiny little models when they were, you know, designing it and dreaming. Um, So it's really cool. There's a scavenger hunt for kids so that they stay interested. And so they look for different things in each room. And then outside, they actually have, it's called the Midget Autotopia, Mm -hmm. which was the precursor to the Tomorrowland Speedway, if you know that from the parks. Um, And so that has little cars they can, like, drive around. And, I mean, there's no one staffing it. You just go, I mean, it's a teeny tiny town, um, which I love. And then down the road you can go see his original house which is a privately owned thing now so you can't like go in um but you can see it but in the back there's a farm and so there's like you know four parking spots and you walk through this little trail and it has different like quotes with his you know kind of dreaming and then you go into this big barn and you see all these like signatures so they ask that you sign your name um and so it's just a barn and all the beans are filled with just thousands and thousands of signatures. And then you can walk to the dreaming tree, which they say is like when he came back to his hometown, he would sit under and like, I don't know, dream about all the things he ended up doing. So 
Um, I will say there's, we did not eat there. I mean, maybe I like say, a subway. So, so where did you eat, Sarah? <laughs> nope. Um, <laughs> I think there was like one, like maybe Subway. It's always Subway. Um, <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, Sounds great. But like the cafes and stuff were open, you know, a few days a week. and But it was such like a like pleasant surprise. Oh, yeah. Like, this is so yeah. fun. So if you're a Disney family, you don't want to go all the way to Disney. It what was a fun thing to do, though. I mean, fun. we've never done Disney, but wouldn't it be a fun kind of precursor to Disney? Yeah. Like, hey, oh. let's look at the history behind it. Let's see maybe what we could be enjoying, and they could kind of see it firsthand. And yeah. Then mm-hmm. And it gives you kind trip. of appreciation of his history, um, which you know, like he has Kansas City ties, and you can go yeah. see his yeah. Kansas City house. Yep. Um, but it was yeah. just a very like pleasant surprise. So. Disney, Disney on a budget. Yeah, yeah. Super, Disney super on budget. A budget. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Okay, my turn. Yes. Okay. Last spot we're going to talk about today which is the perfect distance for me and my family. It is one hour drive (laughs) (laughs) to Topeka. Um, So my grandparents and my my mom are from Topeka. So I grew up going there, you know, for years and years. Um, And my absolute favorite place in Topeka is Gage Park. My son's name is Gage. There is a link. Um, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, I just love that place. There's, you know, Gage Boulevard, Gage, Gage everywhere out there. Um, okay, so when you go to Gage Park, they have a mini train. It's this old historic train. It's been there over 50 years. And you just park park at the park, get out, and the train does not run all year. It opens March 12th, um, so like now-ish, this month. Um, and it will, it operates weekends only until Memorial Day and then it's open throughout the summer. But it's just this cute train. It drives you through the park and the, um, the driver will like narrate some history and stuff. Um, and then the park itself is all fenced in, which is nice. And, um, they have something called Animal Land. And this is like my memories from growing up is climbing on all the cement animals. We just discovered that this summer. It is like, the, mm-hmm. I don't know. And I don't know. I mean, my kids absolutely love it. There's a train that my son runs to every time. There's playground, all the playgrounds there, wide variety of ages mm-hmm. that are appropriate for. They have a couple of little playgrounds there that are perfect for like barely walking. Like sometimes that's a hard age to go to a park, but they've got it. Um, Topeka has got it. Uh, let's see what else. Okay, and then across the street, so you park at Gage Park. You've got the train. You've got the park. Uh, there's an aquatic center there that I think has a slide. Um, we personally have not done that yet um, because that always feels like a lot of effort to me. But <laughs> one day. Um, and then there's there's the bark park. So if you have a dog, you can take the dog to the bark park, dog park there that's all fenced in. Across the street from Gage Park is the zoo. I kind of equate Topeka Zoo with Omaha a little bit, just that it's so easy and doable. And it's just really nice. Like it's a really nice zoo. Um, It's very easy to get through quickly, Mm -hmm. um, but not too quickly. So if that makes any sense, Um, we love it. There's a lot of shade in there, which is nice in the summer. I'm trying to think. There's the Children's Discovery Center out there, which is kind of similar to a Wonderscope type vibe. 
that the thing is, I love about yeah, we've we, done the Children's Discovery Center when they've had like they had a um, piggy and elephant exhibit. Oh, fun! Yeah, um, nice. And they do have those rotating exhibits. But what I loved about it um, when my kids were younger, yes. like I would drive there, yeah, just for the Discovery Center because yes. it's all in one room. Yes, and they, that's true. They have that's amazing true. outdoor stuff, but I could confidently let my kids run and see. do different things, and I could just stand in the middle. Yes, that's yeah, so true. That it like is a all dream. one room. Yeah. And <laughs> yes. so that was always like an accessible, kind of when you talked about doing things by yourself, Kristen, like when my yeah. husband would travel and I wanted to mix things up, sometimes we'd just drive there. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. Um, We've definitely done the zoo and I, I can second that. I mean, I think it's a I great, love that zoo. I have a couple of hours and yes. let's go see the peacocks walking around. And, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a really <laughs> fun, easy place. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great place. And then the other thing I'll mention in Topeka that we love, um, we, I grew up going to see these with my grandparents at uh, Lake Shawnee. They do a tulip exhibit. Exhibit may not be the word. They just grow. Garden. Garden. (laughs) (laughs) It's an exhibit of tulips. But I mean, thousands and thousands and thousands of tulips. And it is like breathtaking. It's right by the lake and you can walk through them and it's just, um, that's really cool. So you bring pack your kids' bikes or, you know, whatever, just mm-hmm. go walk it um, out at Lake Shawnee. So that's oh, mine. Cool. We like to stay close. We like to travel, but we also really appreciate not being in the car for long periods of time. So <laughs> T-Town is on our list. And I think a lot of these, a lot of these trips, you know, we do big trips, but the smaller ones, it's an ability to get away from your house and yes. not have like the laundry staring at you in the face. Yes. Yes. But also yes. like you mentioned, Kristen, not having to like plan and budget and, mm-hmm. you know, make it a big deal. You can just say, I need a break for my house. Let's just go do this for yes. a night or a day. Yes. And right. everybody gets mm-hmm. a break. Yes. And that's why we did the White River so often during mm-hmm. the pandemic, because it would yeah. be such an easy trip where we could throw some clothes and it didn't matter what clothes they were in a suitcase and just head there. And then we would sit and eat outside our dinners on the deck and watch the river. And, you know, we might go on a float trip or we might, you know, hike or we might go to a park. It doesn't matter. You don't have an agenda. And so it's just kind of a nice, again, to not have to clean, to not have to worry about, you know, all the appointments you have or all the obligations, you're just kind of free from all of that stress, even for a couple of days. And I think it doesn't matter if something goes wrong because it's not like you invested your whole travel budget in it. It's like, we don't expect to stay in like a five-star hotel. Right, yes. (laughs) Your expectations are lower, so I think there's a higher chance of success. (laughs) We did did Omaha pre-COVID. My kids, I think, two and five. And I remember we were sitting at dinner somewhere and my husband and I were looking at each other and we were like this has been awful like this has been an awful <laughs> just just a lot of whining lot, not, it just was not exhausting Omaha's fault. Yeah. not yeah. Omaha's fault it was one of those like 99 degree days at the zoo. but again we hadn't spent a billion dollars going somewhere else so it just you know and you can always just zip home if you if you've had enough you can you just drive yeah. home I mean we've so, definitely leaved, you know, or left early whenever yeah. it was the kids are not feeling well, or we've just had enough. You know, you know what? Let's just Sleep. go home now. Exactly. <laughs> or let's extend it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, oh, for sure. That too. That too. Kristen, thank you so much. This has been no, this was so, so fun. fun. Thank you. Hopefully this is a good, we'll give uh, people some new ideas of places to go and um, kind of in light of spring break month. So in going yeah. into spring and summer, we've made it. <laughs> 
We did it. So Kristen, <laughs> thank you so much thank for your you. time. You've been awesome. So we wanted to take a minute to highlight not only another great day trip option, but also one of our sponsors for today, and that is Springfield, Missouri. Springfield is located in the Ozarks, so obviously there's plenty of outdoor activities, parks, things to explore, and it's also the home of where Bass Pro Shop started, which I did not know that. Uh, They have the largest Bass Pro Shop in the entire world, and they say that it's more of an attraction than it really is a store. Uh, Let's see what other fun facts Brad Pitt is from Springfield. Um, They have tons of things to do and places to eat. So I wanted to highlight a few of those if you um, head over to Springfield. So a few things uh, that you want to make sure you don't miss are the Wonders of Wildlife National Museum and Aquarium, which is actually conveniently attached to Bass Pro Shops. Um, They have a fantastic aquarium. You can spend a whole day there, and it's great for all ages. There's also Fantastic Caverns, which is um, America's only ride-through cave, and this is on our list, um, and it's perfect for all ages and abilities. There's the Dickerson Park Zoo, and there's also the Discovery Center, which is a great indoor activity um, for those super hot days. Places to eat, very important. There is Bambino's, which is a great local Italian restaurant, which is great for families. There's Springfield Brewing Company which is downtown and it's great for kids and adults alike. Andy's frozen custard, one of my, our personal favorites in our family. Uh, It's the home of Andy's. So go check out the, the original Andy's. And then there's also the Ozark mill at Finley farms and that's located in Ozark and it's a beautifully restored mill right on the Finley river. And they have farmed farm to table food. Literally the food is coming from the farm where you basically are sitting and eating. So that's pretty cool. So add Springfield to your list, and we thank them again for sponsoring today's podcast. Another thank you to Kristen for being on today. That was um, that was a, such a fun conversation, and I feel like I need a pad of paper to write down all the places that I want to go and they all seem doable because they're all drivable. So that's awesome. Um, Okay. Sarah, what are we loving in Kansas city at this very moment? So I picked Cave Springs in Raytown, which is a place you can go hiking, um, super short trails, or you can make it longer, but definitely doable with kids of all ages. We went with a three-year-old. Um, it has a cave that the kids can actually, I mean, not big, like Arkansas cave, but a small yeah. little cave kids can, you know, go into and then crawl at the top. There's a waterfall. There's rocks to climb in. There's like meadows to walk through. Um, and it's it's just a doable hiking adventure if you're looking for something, you know, as the temperatures get warmer. That's awesome. Very cool. Okay, my, my thing I'm loving is I love the thrift store um, and donation place called Blessings Abound. It is off 103rd and Metcalf in Overland Park. And I felt like this was a good one to share as spring cleaning is upon us. Um, we're looking to donate things. People started in garage sales. Where do you take your stuff when you're done? Um, another awesome thing about Blessing, Blessings Abound is they do free pickup, which is awesome. So if you go on their website, they will come pick up from you. Um, they accept pretty much everything, um, and they work with several local charities, including Operation Breakthrough, Safe Home, and Habitat Restore, 
um, and they distribute those things that they receive to people who need them. And then anything that's not needed by one of those agencies is sold in the thrift store and 100% of those proceeds go to local nonprofits working towards poverty relief. So it's just a really cool place. I love donating there and I love shopping there. I probably love shopping there more. On Wednesdays, it's 25% off kids, uh, clothing, and toys. And their prices are already awesome. So that's like, a, that is your day to go. So, blessings about 130 Metcalf, Overland Park. So, um, Sarah, you want to talk about upcoming events? Yes. Kansas City Mom Collective. Our tickets are now on sale for our spring family egg hunt. And Ooh, this has looked different so and not happened in the past couple of years, yep. but... We're going back to, you know, the original um, design. And so that will be Saturday, April 2nd at Avila University. And we have both outdoor and indoor space there. So rain or shine, it's a go. Um, the great thing about our egg hunt is we have two sessions to choose from. And so that ensures we can keep numbers down and we're not having that like chaotic public egg experience which i so appreciate with my own kids yes and um we'll have food we'll have games crafts um activities for kids and then of course the age divided egg hunts something we do a little bit different is our eggs are empty Mm -hmm. and so you will collect 10 eggs and then there'll be giveaways for like big you know big things um you know, tickets to attractions, um, memberships to Kansas City places, all sorts of awesome stuff. And then you will turn in your 10 eggs. So we're a environmentally green. friendly. Yes, um, we use those eggs. Um, and you will turn it in for an age-appropriate um, goodie bag. So yes, not all bags are awesome. that junk that you're end up throwing away. We try yes. to, you know, really give you stuff that your kids and you as a mom will appreciate. So tickets are on sale. We'll link to that in the show notes. Um, but make sure you get your tickets. Yes, I was going to add to the goodie bags too. So you guys know I'm continually decluttering my house. And I will say, we still have some of the things from the goodie bag from like three years ago. So that speaks volumes. <laughs> for you. For me. That's going to say for me. It's awesome. And we hope to see you guys there. So, um, okay. So in closing, one of our, one of Sarah and I, kind of our goals for 2022 has been, we really want to incorporate more stories and voices from the Kansas City Mom Collective team. We have amazing, amazing writers and contributors. Um, and so we want to hear from them more. So one of our contributors um, to kind of close out and honor Black History Month is Victoria Rose. And um, we invite you to listen as she shares about her radical act of rest. Thank you so much for being with us today, and we'll catch you next time. As a Black woman and a mother, I spent the majority of my life convinced that my worth was tied to how well I could meet the needs of others. Somewhere, way back at the beginning, I found deep belonging and being approved of. Growing up in white spaces, survival looked like being overwhelmingly nice, overwhelmingly accommodating, and overwhelmingly easygoing. My fears of disappointing others meant prioritizing people's perception of me over a connection and devotion to myself. These past three months have been a divine unraveling that has ultimately transformed how I'm choosing to show up in life. Back in December, days before the holiday break, I sat at my desk, overcome with defeat, 
to be pouring out the most authentic parts of myself, only to be made to feel as if it wasn't enough, absolutely shattered me. Who even was I if I wasn't enough for the people that I sought the highest approval from? It was staggering to take stock of how much emotional labor I'd put into proving the value of my existence over and over again. Though I started following the Nat ministry in the summer of 2020, I didn't come to fully understand Trisha Hersey's rest as a resistance framework until I had arrived at the brink of my own life. In short, Hersey's movement is steeped in the truth of rest being a human right that can be utilized to dismantle and liberate us from oppressive systems and practices. So much of Black history and Black worth has been tied to our output. Choosing to rest is revolutionary in redefining who we are meant to be as a people while honoring a birthright that was stolen from our ancestors. A Black woman resting is a radical act because it is reparations in itself. In practicing intentional and sustainable rest, I'm allowing myself space to daydream. I'm learning how to trust my intuition. I'm able to honor my wants and needs. I can validate and protect the most precious and most magical parts of my being. Unapologetic living starts with the realization that everything that we need to be everything that we want is already within us. Tap in, choose yourself, go rest. Thank you again for spending part of your day with us. We would love for you to share this podcast with other Kansas City moms, as well as rate and review as this helps others find us. We would also love to hear from you, whether it's to share what you loved about today's episode, an idea for a future topic, or just to tell us how you're doing. We are here for you. You can email us anytime at kcncpodcast at gmail.com. See you next time on another episode of Kansas City Momcast.